Good to see the whole Ross family in Kentucky. Justin is now in town, and uh, that's right, give them a hand. Justin and Ashley are, and family are preparing for their transition to Thailand to pioneer new work of spare missions uh, there. How exciting, and uh, so do keep them in extra prayer uh, during this transition time. And we're grateful that Justin uh, and Ashley have offered themselves to assist in student ministry uh, on Wednesday nights when they're available over the next several months. So we're looking forward to that. Our, our families, our students, thank you so much for your willingness to, to invest in the younger generation. Hey, next Sunday is going to be a blast. I can't wait to hear Ed and Elsie share and to hear their story of God working in their relationship back when they were young. And Ed had black hair, okay? He did, and uh, it was quite a sight back in the day. And um, these are fun times, these, these Valentine weekend Sundays, we do want to dedicate to encourage and build up uh, marriages, and so we'll be doing that. There'll be some chocolate available for you, and there'll be uh, a couple prizes available for you, so it's going to be a fun morning. And, uh, but this couple, uh, they, before God, they have really um, allowed God to work in their marriage and they pray, they invest in other families and marriages, so it's going to be a fruitful time. Uh, the, the following Sunday after that, uh, Jim Oates is speaking, and if, and if you don't know him, I'm looking forward for you to get to meet him. Uh, he's someone that's really invested in this community. Uh, uh, he was on the board when uh, Jody uh, League was principal at, at uh, Cornerstone, uh, building that whole facility, getting the campus set up, and and uh, Jim really was uh, an influence there, making that happen with, the, with uh, Jody and the others. Um, he's been a director of Awake Ministries for a season. He's a counselor. He's been in discipleship ministries, written two books. Uh, one book about his life and his testimony, including his lung transplant. Uh, and so that's really when I've spent more time with him and heard his story was since he's had his lung transplant just a few years ago, and uh, has just, you know, a real testimony of God's faithfulness there. And uh, he's also written a book for new believers, the steps you take to get grounded in God's word and, and his love. So he's, he says he's going to bring a bunch of those books and make them available for free after, after the service. Uh, so he's just a very generous man. So we, we just have a couple of great Sundays coming up, and I want you all to, to be here uh, or online, but you know, do your best to be here for these. You don't want to miss it. Well, I have really needed, and uh, and God wanted me to be a part of this series, listening to God. I'm all ears, and uh, this has been important to me. This week of fasting has been, uh, you know, uh, learning for me. Even though I've done these types of fasts before, but it just never ceases to amaze me uh, how I need to. Uh, be aware of the types of distractions that uh, want to uh, steal my listening ears to God. Uh, you know, it was, it was almost comical that the weekend that we had most of this digital fasting going on, uh, we have an ice storm, you can't go anywhere, and so you're going to get bored, and you're going to get online, and you're going to get on your devices, and so, did you feel it? I felt it, okay? I wanted to get into my TV and into, no, uh, uh, we have a fast going on right now, so... So uh, that whole tendency uh, was amazing. It's, 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 it's amazing what my thumb just does naturally every day. What? Don't go to Instagram today. No, no. It just naturally goes and checks things. Um, I, I know even uh, for me, I had a breakfast appointment a couple of days ago uh, at Waffle House, and I was sitting there, and I was a little bit early, and um, I was just listening in a new depth just sitting there in the restaurant. I didn't pick up my phone. I didn't check things or check the news. I'm just having my phone down. And I am listening and more aware of the, you know, the people around and what are they like and, and just, just the awareness. So I was just listening to life that much more sharper and clearer. And there, the jukebox is playing these country songs. And I normally don't listen to country songs. Uh, and, you know, certain ones I like and and enjoy, but I was like, listen to the, these lyrics are so much fun. They are hilarious. I was loving the lyrics to these country songs, and so there is this, there, there was this effect on me that even, you know, surprised me, and generally, 
just to be a better listener of life. I know by Saturday, uh, I noticed it Saturday afternoon, evening, I was just more calm than I usually am. I was just calm. I was, you know, let's build a fire. Let's, you know, I was just, you know, in rest mode. And so this is, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. There's a rest in the Lord. When we separate ourselves from the distractions of the world and say, Lord, I want you to rule uh, in all of my attentions and my sense, five senses, and uh, Lord, rule there and give me purpose there. This <clears throat> Sunday, we're going to focus on, uh, in our series, being still before God. And I, we're going to look at the end of the message, Psalm 46, and uh, where it gives some specific instructions that we can glean from. <clears throat> I was so grateful for last Sunday and how that turned out. I brought up Dolores Mitchell up here and interviewed her for about 20 minutes. If you missed that, we have that video link in yesterday's church email where you can watch that 20-minute uh, interview. And in summary, she said, you know, the Lord show me there's grace for this. And she said there's grace to listen, there's grace to hear, grace to obey, and a grace to wait. And uh, her humble heart, her sincerity, and it was so inspiring. I encourage you to, to go back and check into that. But, you know, in John chapter 10, it's the famous chapter about Jesus being the good shepherd, and we are his sheep. And it just goes in detail and gives us this picture of how good and how powerful and strong and protective uh, our good shepherd Jesus is. And it says in verse 16, he actually is talking about you, Nathan. He's talking about you, Sylvia, and Kenny, and, and, uh, and, and, and Vicky. He's talking about you and me in verse 16. He says in John chapter 10, verse 16, I have other sheep which are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. So God, Jesus spoke it when he walked the earth and said, you, Gary, and you, uh, Leanne, you, you will hear my voice. I have other sheep that aren't here right now, and, and they will hear my voice. It is God's ordained will for us that we hear his voice. So don't give up on this. Don't get discouraged and be patient with the process and how God is teaching you because he is. And all the time when God is speaking to us, he's leading us to be uh, obedient children to him, obedient servants to our Lord and Master, willing, excited children to obey our loving Father. And James chapter 1, and really in many places in the book of James, is dedicated to not being just hearers only of the word of God, but doers, right? And in this verse, James chapter 1, verse 25, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and bides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. So hearing is great, it's, 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 it's what we long for, and yet it, God is leading us toward an obedient life, to him and that that is where god is going to end then pour out some blessings that maybe you haven't had experience before because of your obedience to him you know there's in this day and age in these last couple of years particularly there's this external chaos going around everywhere there's people dealing with uh internal stress weariness tiredness there are obstacles to waiting on the Lord and hearing him. Sometimes it's just our undisciplined mind. Uh, we just let our mind go everywhere. And uh, being an extreme extrovert, I have to deal with it. We have a, 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 few, a couple of his friends, you know, just say squirrel. When we need, notice each other just being distracted by the littlest things. And uh, we really need God's help. Did you get that, squirrel? Did you get that? Okay. And... Um, <clears throat> uh, and it's, it is shocking at times, um, even as a pastor, when uh, we think we know people and uh, we don't see or know what struggles you're going through. And when we do, it's heartbreaking. Um, there's many family members and close friends of Chelsea Crist right now. I believe it was Monday of early this week. She's former Miss USA 2019. Uh, I believe it was actually it was Sunday of last week. 
uh, died of suicide. Just an incredibly beautifully, beautiful woman, talented. I don't know a lot about her, but really smart. She had both a law degree and an MBA degree at the same time, was an attorney for a while, a TV announcer for Extra, uh, liked by everyone. Um, she did outreach to the Dress for Success, a nonprofit organization that provides uh, professional attire for women who uh, need that help for the tools and as they get involved in a career. I saw, I was reading an article about it, and they were saying, and between 2015 and 2020, so this is before the pandemic hit, black women's suicides are up 40%. Black female uh, teenagers' suicide rate has increased 81% during that time. And so people were shocked. She didn't give a bunch of clues. Her Facebook page looked great. And I want to say that, yes, in this day of all these distractions, there's a lot of external chaos and there's a lot of internal stress and even depression going on, and we aren't always seeing it in our close friends and family. And I can tell you, though, that being still before God helps break through much of this depression, much of this confusion, much of this hiding, just hiding and hiding our true selves. And this message today is going to help us and even help us be more aware of who to pray for, who to reach out to, and really try to find out how they're doing. They call it high-functioning depression. I want to join and just say I don't want to be naive and, and say, listen, Dolores Mitchell and myself, we do a lot of counseling with couples and ladies and individuals. Contact us if you're in a place like this. You need, uh, we have our email addresses to uh, they're easy to remember, you know, contact says, I, I need to meet, I need to be uh, honest with somebody and where I'm at, I'm, I'm in a, a place, I need some support. There is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline that's available 24 hours a day, 1-800-273-TALK, and a text number, 741-741 uh, is the number, and you text home there and you will be connected to a crisis counselor. See, we all need a savior. And becoming popular finally, and it's not going to save you. Finally having the money and fame, and having all the, the, the uh, success, and making money, and whatever you're, you think is going to make you happier, it just doesn't. There's... Pleasure for a season, but we need a, need a savior from our sin, from our own sins. And we won't ever have a sense of fulfillment until that time. We need a savior from the sins committed against us that causes great wounds and great suffering. We need a savior from our fears, from our depressions, from our insecurities. We need a rescuer, and his name, folks, is Jesus. And no one will ever find it or reach it any other way except through a real and love relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I, I appeal to you, don't be looking over and over again for a satisfaction of fulfillment in another way. Jesus is your creator, and he's proven himself by his love on the cross. And you can, online or in here, that today can be the day, right now, where you give your heart to Jesus Christ and be saved and delivered from all kinds of things and experience a walk of deliverance. There's a... To be still before the Lord, there's a New Testament story we've got to hit on before the series is over. And there's an Old Testament passage in the book of Psalms that we'll get to at the end. But I want you to turn to Luke chapter 10. And what's happening here, Jesus is in his traveling ministry uh, going around the nation of Israel, he finds himself, uh, he's in a home of a woman named Martha. And this woman, Martha, has a sister named Mary, and they have a brother named Lazarus. And this is actually one of several stories about this family. Uh, we're going to just focus on this one in Luke chapter 10. And in this uh, ancient Israel days, 
the ladies of the house were, uh, the role and status was to provide, you know, the hospitality for the group that was there. And that was Jesus and probably at least 12, if not others. It wasn't just Jesus by himself. It would have been a group of people. It would have been a lot of work to prepare that hospitality. And it was the role of, of men to be uh, students of rabbis, or these traveling rab- rabbis in, in the nation. Men would follow, and they would sit at their feet and, as they would teach, and, and, and this was kind of a common role model. And we see this, this getting shaken in this uh, incidence in this home. I'm just going to read it to you because it's just uh, so vivid and meaningful. Before I do, let's, let's pray uh, and over the word as we get into the word and, and let's pray for uh, others too. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that your word is true, your word is powerful. Reveal yourself to us through your word. Lord, we pray for uh, Chelsea's Chris family and friends that perhaps are still in shock at this uh, horrible uh, news. And Lord, we pray, Lord God, that their hearts would be comforted by your spirit and by the love of family and friends. And, Lord God, that you would draw all men and women to you, that they would somehow, you'd find a way that you would redeem this and many would come to the Lord Jesus. So in this passage, I'm going to start reading at verse 38. Now, as they were traveling along, he, Jesus, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all of her preparations and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. Let me stop there for a moment. What, what is it like to hear the voice of Jesus say your name twice? Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Lee, Riley. I mean, <laughs> oh, you know the way he said it. It was a corrective word, but it was out of love, right? And she would hear that love in the midst of it. And so he didn't say, you, sh- you shouldn't be doing any hospitality right now. He said, you are worried and bothered by so many things. You're troubled inside. There's this, this, the responsibilities of the day are overwhelming you and you're, you're stressed out emotionally and mentally, right? He, he, didn't, he didn't correct her for what she was doing. It was just an attitude that was hindering her. And then he goes on in verse 42. It says, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. So yeah, her Mary's posture, she's at his feet. It was actually would have been, again, kind of awkward for her to be among the men doing that, but it showed her desire in her heart to hear the word of, of Jesus Christ, and she couldn't help herself. She couldn't help herself from doing that. And, and so there's several lessons that Jesus is putting out at the same time and, and, and both Martha and Mary wanted to honor him. She's, Martha's trying to do it through serving and hospitality. But it wasn't the right time or perhaps the right way and attitude. And she was missing something that was eternal that, in, in, in the way she was approaching it. Mary uh, chose this uh, listening time, that that was the time to listen in a later story, and we won't go into it in the Gospel of John, Mary is, is one that washed Jesus' feet with her hair and anointed him with this beautiful oil and perfume before he was um, uh, going to be betrayed and crucified. So I'm just saying we need to say, Lord, help me, not, not necessarily stop me being practical and being a servant, but help me. Not let these things bother me and let me not miss the timing of seeking eternal things and seeking you. I want to 
hit on another subject here. It's not a total tangent, but before we get to the Old Testament passage on being still. And that's what is, what if, what if, how do I know that what I'm hearing is not just my thoughts? It's just, just me and my brain and my analysis of thinking things through. So let's talk about that a little bit, a little bit here. Because God does speak to our minds. He does give us thoughts. In fact, we just are to weigh those thoughts and test those thoughts. And we are blessed with the mind of Christ. But I want to say that God likes to confirm what he's speaking. He likes to, he's a God of repetition. He does things repeatedly. He likes to say things several times to you from different sources and different ways to confirm it. That gives you much more confidence and faith to move out in those steps of obedience. And I was, uh, uh, Robert Morris is someone, I've, I've read some of his books on, on hearing God and his messages, and I reviewed a little bit of that. And, and what he says, hey, it's three Ps you want to remember on how God is going to confirm his word. Number one, his principles. Number two, uh, his people. And number three, his peace. That these are broad categories, it's, but very, very, a uh, lot can happen there. One, his principles that from his truth, from his word, there's going to be a scripture, there's going to be some principle that's going to apply to you that's very common way that he'll confirm something he's directing you in, he's, he's telling you in, and you'll be able to hold on to that scripture, that scriptural principle. Oftentimes he speaks through his body, his people. It might be like a prophetic word. It might just be something they're sharing, and you're going, wow, that, you know, that, that's, that just happened to me yesterday in my devotional times too. Or, and, and you'll get this confirmation through God's people. This is an important one, remember, because we can be, get so uh, isolated and you just not really spend time with people, particularly during the pandemic, and get confirmations from people. Yes, YouTube preachers are great, but they don't know your context or know you personally. So you may go, oh, well, I was listening to such and such, and they said this, and God can use that. But again, they're not someone that know you. And that's what community is, the body of Christ. The body of Christ are people that know each other in that local church expression usually or a prayer group at work. And then as you're sharing and hearing and talking, they can, they can say, oh, yeah, that's right, because you were praying about that, yes, and... They know your context and your history and what you've been going through, and they can help confirm that this is by the Spirit of God. There are scriptures about this that, that God likes to speak and He likes to confirm things with two or three witnesses. So Matthew 18, uh, actually uh, starting in verse 16, there's a, a, about when we go to a brother and sister about um, sinning against us, we, we, get, we can get in that process to confirm that was two or three witnesses. But look at verse 19 and 20 of Matthew 18. He says, again, I say to you, this is Jesus, that if two of you agree on earth about anything that, that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my fathers in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together my name, I am there in their midst. So please realize the value of prayer groups and small groups and prayer partners and people you're sharing uh, about what you're hearing in your Bible studies because God wants to speak through you and be a confirmation or to receive a confirmation. And another one is his spirit with peace is the third P, which is really his spirit giving us peace. This is a verse here uh, to remind us of this, Colossians 3, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. See, the peace of Christ is designed to rule in our hearts. We are built as a child of God, our spirits to receive His peace when we're in God's will. We're following in His right direction. And if we're not, we don't have that peace on the inside. I know um, in a big transition in prayer season that Delise and I were in, when we were um, uh, going to be moving from uh, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, to start a new ministry house church ministry and, and connect with uh, and be in outreach ministry to the inner city, we were first looking at Washington, D.C. 
And I went down there for a day of prayer, and it was a good day, and, and I kind of felt like I learned a lot. The Lord was there. Um, we did another trip and met with a ministry that did um, inner city children's ministry and met with a pastor that we had known from college and had a really good time uh, just hearing it their heart. And, you know, things went well on the trip, and we went back, and then three days later, five days later, seven, ten days later, our spirits just didn't have this peace that says, Yes, go for it. Just step and do the next step now. It, we just, we just, it wasn't a bad experience there. It was nothing, you know, um, evil happened or anything. We just didn't get a, a, what I often call a green light. Then we started spending time in Philadelphia and we had some contact there and spent some time there. And then we're like, okay, let's do another step toward Philadelphia. The, our spirit feels good about this. There's a piece about it, a green light. You know, when you, you see a yellow light, that means go slow. If you see a, in your spirit a red light, that means stop, don't go. And we got, kept getting these green lights, and then we ended up moving to Pennsylvania and lived there seven years doing ministry. But that is a very common, if not the most common witness that God will give you is by His peace, recognizing His, um, uh, his peace, His spirit. Is there? I want to throw out a handful of practical things, and then we're going to get into Psalm 46. I've and I've had pastor friends share this with me. They really enjoy an app from John Eldridge. John Eldridge is a great writer, not just in men's ministry, but in 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 the walk with God, our spiritual lives, and so forth. And he's put out an app since the pandemic happened uh, to really help people uh, focus on the Lord. It's called pause one minute pause app if you go to your app store right now fine with me just go and type it in and uh, and they he starts and you have a one minute option and he just has a little you know peaceful music and he's uh says hey let's just slow down here and just take a couple deep breaths and says these these simple prayers for a minute you can turn off the, the volume on the music you can turn off his voice you can have options there then there's a three minute then there's a five minute, there's a ten minute, and, and you just try this and see how, if you can slow down and listen for one, three, you know, and, and you get surprised sometimes. You know, it's not as easy as it looks, but it's someone that is kind of guiding you through waiting on the Lord and listening before Him and pausing in the, either in your devotionals or in the middle of a busy day. Here's a handful of things that one or two of these might help you right now, starting tomorrow. One, set a time and place that's consistent. Why? Because your body and mind go, okay, I'm going over here. And for me, it's in the living room by the, the end of the sofa. I can look out in front of this big window where we have a dogwood tree out the front there. And, and my body kind of all knows I'm going to sit down now in this spot. So it kind of knows this is my devotional time. I'm going to be, I'm going to be just seeking and putting out distractions. Journal. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a writer. I'm not much of a writer. Some of you, when you start writing, God just speaks and it flows. But I'll take a sentence, prayer. I'll repeat a certain scripture phrase that I want uh, to get deeper in me, and I'll write something down in a journal. So experiment with that. Here's another uh, practice I've been doing lately. It helps my mind when wandering, when I read the Word, and that is writing the Word. This is something that Joe League, our founding pastor, uh, developed a practice of. His wife, Carol, does it, and I've tried it before, and, and I didn't stick with it, but recently I have, and it's because you're engaging now your hand, and you're going each word, then my mind doesn't, squirrel, you know, can't follow that squirrel quite so easily. I don't necessarily read as much, but I am sticking, you know, being more focused on those scriptures. Pray together with someone. Uh, I know I, I like doing this. In fact, I have our board members uh, split up uh, on certain Tuesdays of the month. So on Tuesday, every Tuesday at 7.30 a.m., I'm on the phone with a couple of board members praying for young families, praying for our students in our church, other things that God brings to our heart and mind. And that gives us a consist, me a consistent way to agree together with others in certain things that I'm praying for. Just to be honest, um, 
Uh, I can be easily distracted with my phone. I often need to turn it on or have it far from me. I have a set of like post-it notes next to me. So if I think of something, oh, I need need to do something today. And and normally I would go to my phone, to my calendar, and put that in there to remind. Well, when I do that, I'm going to get distracted. I'm going to go to either that app or that calendar event. And I'm, and oh, it's been five minutes in this thing. So I don't do that anymore. I just have a post-it notes down and I jot that down so to remind me to get to that and deal with it after my devotional time. This is one I read in an article. One of you sent me a, a link and it was it was had a, you know some good things in it, but this one I really haven't heard before. Don't feel guilty about distractions. Because the guilt is another distraction. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Oh man, I got, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't get into, I'm just, time is flown because I got squirrel because of whatever. And so don't, you know, condemn yourself and, and get on to yourself because then that's another distraction. You've got to work through, just quick release it, kind of laugh at yourself and not let the devil use that, uh, you know, a guilt to beat on yourself and then give you more distractions. All right, thank you so much for letting me throw those at you. Now, Psalm 46. We learned some things from and, and, uh, Martha and Mary. Here is a, a psalm, and I'm going to read the whole psalm. We're going to focus on verse 10, but I'm going to read the whole Psalm 46. And one of the reasons is, and, and, and you need to know that, you know how it is, you teach on prayer, talk about prayer, but don't pray. All right, so we need to... We need to pray. We need to have some time this morning before we leave here where we are silent before God. We actually wait on God and we just listen for a while. So we'll be doing that before we, we, we close out and I bless you, okay? And this passage, the, the verse is a great little verse. It has a lot in it, uh, but we're, we're gonna, I'm going to read the whole passage first because when I, I read it, I'm like, Lord, is this written for 2022? I was just I was just stunned by this. And um, you know, I, I was just like, Lord, this this is this is really powerful. And because it talks about the God of the universe, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who is judging the nations, who is working in all the earth and all the nations, and and yet he's working on me. It's like this total uh, paradox of God of the universe and he's mighty and powerful and there's me. There's living waters right here, that right now, this Sunday morning. When we have this time of, of silence before the Lord, he, he sees this little speck on the earth and yet he is mighty and he is powerful and working in all the earth. Listen as I read Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. He shall not be moved. God shall, shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Listen, folks, tomorrow morning, tomorrow, whatever that time is, or you're in the car and you're setting yourself apart to be a listener to God's Spirit and His Word. The Lord is being exalted throughout the earth. Right now in China and the Olympics, in Ukraine and Russia... God has been exalted in all the earth. 
in Thailand and Honduras and Taiwan, Israel, the Middle East, and in Iraq, God is being exalted. He is working His will, His judgments in the earth. And yet, when I sit on that living room sofa, He is with me. And He is working right there. I want to warn you that though you might have certain questions and certain things you're saying, God, I need some direction. I'm, I've got some issues and doubts right now and you need to speak to me about this and this and this and you've got your list and those are good and that's one way I journal and I'll write certain things down I have a list of different type of prayers and things and I've I when I write them down it helps me keep them before the Lord but don't be surprised if he surprises you and I'll tell you a story this happened about six years or so ago I'd been here a couple years as lead pastor, and uh, Kingdom House, uh, pastors Josh and Melissa Settles, they were having a Sunday afternoon inner healing uh, seminar. They had brought in, brought in a, a speaker from out of town on Sunday afternoons. It lasted six to eight weeks or so, and a handful of us, uh, you remember that, we would meet together on Sunday afternoons, and, and uh, one of those sessions was not so much a teaching time, and, and I can't remember and to, to be able to describe it accurately, but it was designed for us to get in little groups of twos and threes and just wait on the Lord and ask Jesus to come and to speak to us and reveal himself to us. And so I had my list of questions and things, and they were related to leadership and ministry and things I were going, going through and, and not sure really what to expect here. And so the room was split up in little groups of twos and threes, and I'm just waiting. We said these prayers and just kind of giving ourselves as, as listeners to God. Well, I, I see this, I have this, this, this kind of vision, this active vision. And Jesus was there, and there was a lot of people there, and there was this loud music, and people were dancing and having fun. And Jesus was like, he came up to me, and he, he wanted to dance with me, and he starts dancing. And so I'm like, oh, man, this, I'm dancing, and and and. And I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, hey, you know, this is great. He wants to dance with me, everybody. Look at this, he wants to dance with me. And, and Jesus, I have a few questions. You know, I have a few questions. And Jesus, he just keeps dancing. He's just having a great time. And he's like, oh, you know what, I can't hear you. You know, and, and I, Jesus, I have a few questions. I need, a, I need you to, and Jesus, I don't, you know, he's like, don't worry about it. We're just, you know. And he was not going to listen to my questions. He was having too much fun with me dancing. Jesus dance? Does Jesus dance? I don't know. Does he dance? Let me tell you, Jewish people know how to dance. Let me tell you, they know how to dance. Dances are part of their praise. What, what kind of song was it, Stephen? Was it a Christian song? Was it a praise and worship song? I don't know. I know it was a fun song. It was loud and it was easy to jump around to and dance to. I know that. But I was surprised. I said, Jesus, you... You know, I have these questions, and I, I'm a leader, you know, and I'm, I'm in ministry. I need some help with this, this you know. And he says, no. He, he's like, what? I can't hear you. And he's just dancing with me, just having a good old time. And that's what's what he wanted to say that day. Stephen, I want you to know I enjoy you. I love you. I want to have fun with you. He didn't want me to get all serious with all these leadership questions. So realize that in the end, oh, he just, he wants to commune with us so much. He wants to love on us so much. And yes, those questions are important, and I can't remember what they were you know, anymore. And I know he, in his time, in the right way and timing, he revealed his will. So let's go to this one verse, break it down. It's, there's eight words in this first part of the phrase, of this first sentence of Psalm 46.10. And so we're going to break it in three parts. And this is actually something that came through Maria Shiver's Instagram, someone showed it to me and sent it to me, and Maria Shiver said, I don't know where this came from, but I like it, and if you've... Know her material. She has done 
you know, quite a bit of writing and teaching on hearing the voice of God. Priscilla Shriver. What, say it again. Priscilla, Priscilla Shire. Okay, thank you. Thank you all making, getting that right for me. So be still. Let's get real with that. Be still. Switch off your phone or move it away, whatever that means for you. Stop talking, stop commenting, stop arguing, stop questioning, stop moaning. <laughs> and maybe you're the only one in the room, but still, we do this in our mind, don't we? We're making comments and doing our own analysis, and we're uh, you know, arguing with whoever we're upset or arguing with ourselves, or arguing with God, we're questioning, and we might be moaning and whining and grumbling, and, but this is a mature believer who says, I am going to choose to be still before my God. And listen, get these distractions, mental distractions out of the way, and I'm going to listen. So be still. Next part, and know. And know. Stop doubting, have assurance, have faith. Have confidence in your inner man. It's your knower. You just know that you know. And, and so you realize that, yes, I'm being bombarded, um, bombarded with doubts. I'm being bombarded to be insecure about this. But no, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to use my faith. I'm, gonna, when, I'm being still right now because I believe that God hears me and will respond to me. I have confidence in my inner man. I know. Now, this last phrase is so good that I am God. Isn't that simple? I am God. And all that, just a little bit in this box right here, that God is Almighty. God is my King. God is Lord over my life and circumstances. God is love. God is my hope, my rock, my fortress. God is my ever-present, my help in time of trouble. God is my father. God is my shepherd. He will lead me, nourish me, protect me, and restore me. See, when we just remind ourselves who God is, and He is this for you and for me, then that right there is power. It releases Power, it releases faith. Now, I want to kind of do the, these three phrases again, but the opposite direction. In a sense, it, it can go both ways. Remember that He is God. He is the Almighty. He's my King. He's Lord over that, not just my whole life, but that sp- particular circumstance of my loved one being in the hospital Jesus is Lord in that hospital, in that hospital room. Jesus is Lord over this financial situation, this dilemma, this decision I have to make. He is Lord over my life. And God is love. He is my ever-present help in trouble. That right there, when we start with that, can give us the knowing inside. Oh, yes, I, my faith is renewed. My confidence is is building in my inner man. My doubts are now, they're, they're crushed now. They're over now. My doubts are, are done. I, I'm, they're not ruling me right now. And then thirdly, I can be still. I can be still now. I'm stopping this mental argument and battle on my mind and the inside and I can just listen. So the order can go both ways, can it not? Well, let's do it right now. Let's just have just quietness right now. We choose to be still. We're mature believers, and so we switch off those 
distractions. Lord, thank you that you give us grace to listen. Thank you, Lord, you give us grace to hear and to know that our faith is set on you. We're not going to be affected by doubts. We're not going to let doubts pull us away from seeking you right now. Our hearts are set on you. We, we do trust you, Father. I am God, you're God, Lord, and we remember, remind ourselves, you are the Almighty, you are the King of Kings, you're the Lord of my life, I will not fear, you're ever-present right now in the troubles that we're dealing with. Lord, surprise many of us today, this morning, with your love. Well, we are all ears, Lord Jesus. is your will. We're designed to listen. We're your sheep. We hear your voice. We have grace to hear. We have grace to obey and we have grace to wait. Help us wait. Help us wait and be patient. Be good with your timing. servant is listening. I purposely chose this song that meant so much to me this week, Speak. We're going to sing it again. I really don't, I'm not asking you to sing with them. I'd like for you to keep your ears open to the Lord or let these words get deeper in you. I know I've I've listened to the song many times, but you just heard it once, uh, perhaps for the first time this morning. So let these words get deep. During this song, if you feel like God showed you something uh, this morning and that you feel like is is mo- is more than just for you I'm going to come down here and you can walk over to me during this song and 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 I'll hear what you're what you're sensing there and we may go ahead and just share that right now this morning so feel free to come up here in just a moment and share that with me Would you go ahead and Lord wish you're listening 
let the words of this song increase our desire for you. I believe that the Lord uh, 
just wants to encourage whether it's someone here um, or someone that's watching uh, online um, just as he encouraged me this morning you know God made us we're unique we're all unique um, you know we talk about fingerprints being unique and, and those but we are unique and even as his children that love him dearly you know the word talks about he looks on the heart and um, that sometimes we we think we need to do things a certain way or and an example is this week as as we had the fasting week uh, I don't know about others but I'm going to tell you that it just didn't work for me this week and and it wasn't like I mean I thought it would just be easy but with work and just my life it it just I wasn't able to do it this week you know every day I thought okay tomorrow's a new day but so I you know I guess felt some condemnation and condemnation is never from God okay conviction comes in waves of love okay so uh, but when I came in you know it's like okay Lord forgive me for all my sins help me get into this worship blah 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 and the Lord just began to speak with me and and kind of in a laugh I mean I don't not in a ugly laugh, but just in this laugh, he said, don't, I, don't you understand? That's what he said. He said, don't you understand? I love you just like you are. I created you just like you are. I use you just like you are. And I love you. And I just want to encourage you today. Even in, you know, in, in our Christian family, we're all different, and we walk through life differently, but God loves you just as you are. Amen, amen. Let's, let's just let that sink in right now. Lord Jesus, you love us as we are. You convict us to change us. You don't condemn us. You encourage us. You instruct correct us and instruct us and lord so help us not walk in condemnation because that's that that doesn't bear fruit Lord god help us walk in receiving what you're the truths that you're speaking to us and sometimes hard truths but lord we're all weak and you said that uh in our weakness you will be strong and you have grace for our weaknesses thank god <laughs> Thank God he has grace for our weaknesses, folks. And that's when his strength shines through, and he can shine through us and even use us in our weaknesses, not just our strengths. Let's go back and sing that. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. okay. You got something. Come over here. of a word that uh, Brother Joel Pastor uh, gave and, and the word was uh, okay excuse me the, the word was um, it's like a Wednesday night and he said there's a person here tonight you need to come to the Lord and when you come to the Lord Things are going to fall off you like dead leaves on a tree. Mm. And then he said this important, important uh, thing, important words, and I can't get past these words. Uh, the, Lord, the Lord wants to get to know you. He wants to be your friend. You don't even think that he likes you. He not only likes you, he loves you. And I'm still hanging on to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Hugh.
I know, I know with me and sometimes some of us, it's we know that he loves us, but we don't know he likes us. And I think that was part of that vision I had, that he wanted, he wanted to dance with me because he enjoys me. He likes me. So, Lord, we accept that, Lord God, that you, you like us and you love us. And, and I pray that again, Lord, there's someone here that needs to come to God. We, we proclaim the leaves, the, the deadness of the, of the flesh, of the old ways are going to fall off like dry leaves. Thank you, Lord, and they won't hold you back anymore. Hallelujah. So you do that in your heart.